You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 160. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Back Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 160. Ciento Sesenta. Man, I wanted to try the intro, so let me go ahead and, and jump in and do that. What's Crack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car. This is not hot dog. <laughs> but I liked actually how you said it earlier. You said it said a podcast world. You said what's well, podcast listeners, podcast somebody. I don't know. I thought I said it the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. And that's actually not bad. It was great. Okay. Podcast world? Podcast listeners? Yeah. Podcast uh, something. Podcasters. Yeah. Casters. Casters. Casters of the pod. Um, today we're coming to you with the topic on don't let your tongue get you in trouble. Hmm. Ah! Hmm. I don't know where you're going with this, sir. I hope it's uh, G-rated. <laughs> in any event... Um, we think this is going to be a pretty good little topic. This was inspired. John, you want to tell us? I think this was inspired by a listener. That's right. This was definitely inspired by a listener, Ashley. Um, she is a real estate agent extraordinaire, mother extraordinaire. So, um, big podcast fan. And, uh, she mentioned, um, uh, last week, I think it was whenever I told you guys, you know, she had a couple of things that she would like for to hear us talk about. She's mentioned some other things in the past that we've talked about. So, for us, it's great to uh, see the insight of what's on the people's mind who are listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, tuning in every week. So it's great. I know it's uh, it's fun for us to have something that we know that somebody is out there and wants to listen to. Um, and it's also great, you know, that everybody keeps continuing to share the podcast. Uh, recently, our downloads have really been high, yeah. so that's really grateful. I'm not sure if that's because, uh, you know, we keep talking about sharing it, share it with your, you know, you have an episode that touches your heart, touches your mind that you know someone in your life needs to hear. But anyway, we're very appreciative of all of that and hope it continues. So thanks, Ash. Yeah, I, I would second that also with all the downloads recently. We do appreciate uh, everybody tuning in and listening. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing some new topics in the new year. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, obviously, we use our tongues to do the podcast, so I thought that was kind of fun. We had a good time talking about what the subject really meant before the podcast. So, I Especially, don't know, John. I don't know where we'll go with that, but we appreciate our listeners. Oh, gosh, it's been a great journey. We just talked about we're going on year number four now, so mm-hmm. lots of wisdom over the years. I know that I've, I've learned a lot from these guys, and I just enjoyed sharing, so ready to jump into another one. Absolutely. But before we get started, we're going to wheel our way over to the Would You Rather. And John actually had this one, I think, written down. Um, you know, normally he's coming off right off the, from the seat of his pants here. So I'm looking forward to it. What you got, buddy? Well, you know, it is off the seat of my pants, right? Whenever we've decided on this topic, I was like, okay, I'm going to do something along the same theme. So, you know, that's what I did. So, would you rather 
have the strength to hold your tongue and not respond, or when somebody says something to you, have the perfect response ready to go to snap back at them and put people in their place or whatever that occasion may be. So what would you rather? I'll take it to see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with hold my tongue. Uh, it's something I, I'm halfway decent out because I feel like I'm on the, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I want to speak when I feel like I can add something to it, but if I'm not like a hundred percent sure, I normally don't speak. Uh, same, like I think professionally about this quite a bit, you know, I'm working on something. I'm like, I know that's the right thing, but let me just go double check. Um, so I, I do like the idea of being able to have the right answer. Just like bam, right there too. Um, I feel like I give you a lot of opportunities in order to, you know, practice at this, come back whenever I pick at you and jab at you. You do. And I normally, you know, I, I, it is a real common theme. Maybe I should reevaluate myself. It's a common theme from all my friends who generally, Cece's probably the lowest spectrum here, who just want to pick at me. And I think it's just because of how I take it. And it's fun, I guess. Um, but I'm going to go, and you know, it does strike me back to, which we'll probably talk about in a minute with the topic. Uh, John and I are in a Bible study uh, with a group of people. It's been a good time so far, but we've been covering the book of James. And I think in there, I can't remember the verses, but it says it's, it's almost impossible to be able to hold your tongue. Uh, you know, we talk, I don't know if you remember talking about like that last night, to always be able to hold your tongue. Uh, almost, an, It is an impossibility, I think, is what's referred to in the, in the Bible on that. But um, So I would aim you know, to be striving for that semblance of being able to do it. So that's why I come on that side of the fence. Okay. How about you, CZ? All right, I'm going to take the flip of hot dog. Oh! Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. I, I tend to be more introverted and I mean, withhold. I think more often than not in social situations or when I'm interacting with others, I, I tend to listen more. I may have some thought-provoking comments, but I, for me, it typically takes time to think about what I want to say. And you know, if I'm going to write an email, it, it takes time to sort of articulate it. I don't just spit it out. You know, I kind of kind of work on it a little bit. So it'd be nice to just to spit the answers out without any thought, and it always be right there on my end. Not so much to you know, have to have the opinion about everything, but just to have the answer or say it as, as clearly as I'd like to say it and not have to think about it so much. So I think I got the listening part down pretty good. I hope I do. We'll see. Sometimes I don't, but I'm going to go with the having the words of wisdom when called upon. Wow. I, I like that spin on that. <laughs> <laughs> One of us over here wants to put people in their place. John, Greg just wants some wisdom. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question. Even when I wrote it down, I'm like, man, that's pretty neat. Because you know, we've all have had opportunities in our lives where people have said things to us, done things where you know you want to respond and have that perfect um, reaction to put people in their place or you know straighten out the situation. And I know, you know, for myself, whenever that has happened, you know, you tend to think about that for a period of time, or it, it may weigh on you that, uh, you know. Man, I should have said this, should have done that, should have reacted this way. So um, that's definitely something that would be nice to always have the perfect response. But, um, you know, sometimes those responses probably wouldn't be super nice. So mm. with that being said, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go on the category of holding my tongue and work on patience and forgiveness and uh, all that kind of stuff. So that's where I'm going to land. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Begrudgingly. I'm, I'm happy you did. <laughs> you guys, that was awesome. <laughs> All right. That was good, John. That was pretty good deep. One, John. Would you rather there, man? Really fitting Well, the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost moving into the 10 range category on the sharing. New year, new John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, wheel our way into the topic, and we kind of are just seconding back from that. And, it, you know, I, I do think this is a good 
um, topic to talk about. I enjoyed talking about it last night a little bit too. And I, I think I'd, I would want to pick up where Craig was, you know, I think sometimes I'm in that boat of wanting to like think about what I'm going to, I generally try to think before talking. And then sometimes like you can maybe overthink what you would, you know, mm-hmm. want to say or take too long to, to get to where you are. And then maybe you internalize whatever it is a good bit, but I do think it's a general principle. It's good to listen first, talk second, uh, shout out to Allie Jordan last night. And she said, you got two ears and one mouth. And I think that that was pretty mm. cool. Yeah, somebody had told her that. That That's kind of some of the first thoughts that come to my mind, kind of piggybacking on what you had said earlier. Yeah, so that should tell you the order, and you should use them. You know, use your ears more than your mouth. You know, we talk about the title, you know, when your tongue gets you in trouble. Um, so I guess if you had two tongues and one ear, um, that'd be kind of the flip. Everybody would be talking. Uh, and Sticking the tongue out, doing all kind of crazy stuff. You know, I was just thinking about times whenever I was just – letting the tongue fly when has it gotten me in trouble i guess as a kid talking back to my parents that didn't work out so well for me you know and so you learn from a young age that if you kind of push your limits on what you should say or do you start to feel the pain you know um from that and you know a lot of times it's in the heat of a moment you might say something you don't mean to say you know and it might leave sort of an emotional wound there um and that that can have long-term repercussions and um you know, it's just these things you look back and you're like, what, you know, what life lessons have I had where maybe I didn't hold my tongue and it led to some sort of, you know, painful experience or bad outcome? Uh, I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on that? No, I agree. I mean, you know, having, uh, raising a teenager right now, um, you know, there's that kind of stuff that you're talking about where you're, they're kind of grumpy, kind of disrespectful, uh, talking back, you know, not anything out of the mm-hmm. ordinary certainly a lot better um, than I was growing up. But, you know, those are trying times uh, as parents that you have to navigate your way through. And just depending on where you are, what kind of things happen to you during the day, it's uh, not always an easy thing to restrain, you know, like we talked about in the the would you rather, um, holding your tongue or coming back with something uh, to put people in their place, uh, maybe more aggressively than you should. So, as a parent, I think it's something that you're right. You know, you can say things that will cause longer-lasting emotional scars that cause, uh, you know, some significant problems down the road. And some of the – they've had some really great books that have been written on that. Um, Wild at Heart was one of mm-hmm. them. Um, Raising Men, Not Boys, I think that was another one. Uh, and I think another one is Be a Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good books. That talk yes. about emotional um, stress that are – put on kids by, you know, their parents or a father figure, something else like that, that, uh, you know, to them, to the parent or to the adult, it seemed really insignificant a lot of times. And sometimes those uh, wounds that were inflicted were just really, really small to the person, but really big to the the person receiving it. So So the soap I got, I just had a dirty mouth. (laughs) <laughs> and it needed to be cleaned. I guess it needed had too much dirt from yeah. eating. <laughs> oh, I got a great story about making dirty rice. Uh, I could tell you all about after the guest. <laughs> you know, I think that's some good points, John. It's kind of like the power of you don't realize maybe sometimes when you say something how impactful it will be received or, you know, uh, maybe even how you're saying what you're saying, not just necessarily what you're saying. And, uh, again, another example in the reading uh, from last night that kind of really came to my head too it, it, it hit me and I'm gonna probably say this wrong so the rudder of the boat that's mm-hmm. what steers the boat mm-hmm. it's like this this thing in the boat but it can drive these huge like ships boats all over the world something so small can do something so grand just like a tiny nail can put a hole in your tire 
and then cause you create great deal stress agony whatever after having to get a new tire or maybe an accident something like that it's the same thing with our tongues you know the power of your tongue you, you know what you say somebody once told me too a long time ago man when you say something you really better think about it because you get the the you know the power to decide what you're going to say how you're going to say it but once it's out there and it goes into someone's head, you can't like just be like, okay, I want to take that back, get that out of your head. Yeah. Cause you're like hoping, you know, if you hurt someone's feeling something that they're going to forget that. But if they don't, you can never get it out of their head versus like you can never put whatever it is, you know, out there. So I think that that's something that's always stuck with me, man. If you say something, you can't not guaranteed to ever get it back. Yeah. You know, that was another interesting thing, seeing the different dynamics of, um, you know, going back to last night and talking about our pod, our um, Bible study, which was kind of along the lines of this, and it was interesting to see that the in the marital dynamics that that is uh, a pretty prominent thing. You know, uh, certainly being married for uh, almost seven years now, that you know, there's always a possibility mm-hmm. and uh, something going on that you know you can respond appropriately or inappropriately, and as I certainly have issues with doing that from time to time whenever you've been stressed with you know what's going on at work what's going on you know between work and home and then you get home and you have chaos going on with the kids so um there's always an opportunity to do things better uh regardless of how you're handling those issues it's funny i was looking in some bible quotes on cc yes i mean there's literally 20 something 30 quotes here on in the bible that relate to guarding your tongue or saying you know when to speak and when not to speak um you know the first one on the list ecclesiastes 9 17 the quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools you know and then another one here uh proverbs uh let's see here i got a couple of them you know proverbs 21 23 whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble you know, so you think about those arguments with the spouse mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you can escalate something or you can just sit there and be silent. And it's amazing how that diffuses situations. Um, a lot of times you could be in a room full of people all wanting to share their opinion you, and just being the person that withholds a comment until it's necessary. I mean, you do tend to respect that person, I think, and there's, you know, they're listening and there's something to be said for listening. And like they said, the two ears taking it in, because a lot mm-hmm. of times you don't have all the information before you speak. So it's good to like really take it all in and, and see all the perspectives and, and let your heart and mind kind of work together before you have a comment. And, you know, thinking back, some of the people that I know that have, have had some of the biggest impacts on me and some and the things that they spoke were people who really didn't speak a lot. But you knew whenever they opened their mouth and something came out, you better listen because it was important. Um, I can think of a number of people throughout my life that that has happened uh, professionally and just family, friends kind of things. Um, so I don't know. Do you all have anybody mm. that ever happened to you all? Yeah, I definitely do, man. My, and I was thinking of this as Craig was reading that first quote. My uncle George, who was my great uncle George, who was a priest, um, really soft spoken. Uh, a lot of times, I try to tell myself, "Channel your inner uncle George." Um, like, so you are considering being a priest? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I knew it. Yes, I know. I, I know. Oh man! In any event, um, he was super soft spoken guy and didn't say a whole lot of words. But like when he did. It was, like John just alluded to and Craig kind of said in that verse verse, like super impactful and you knew what they were saying. It's going to probably pack a, pack a good punch, have a lot of merit, normally very a lot of wisdom to it. 
and and I've I've tried like especially as I've grown older, I think it was in my goals last year, like try to try to emulate that someone I've looked up to and said, man, you know, because I I can be you know get excited. I'm a pretty excitable person, especially when good things are happening, and I can talk real fast and get real wound up. And I'm like, man, I really wish I could like dial that down. Um, not let my emotions get the best of me because I'm a feeler, you know, so I, I tend to speak through emotion a lot, good or bad. And I've noticed like with him, reminds me of a, of a good buddy of ours, Israel, like just super flat, Silent line, you know, yeah. And then what they say, like, it's like, man, wait, what'd he say? I'm ready. Uh, like you know, he, it, and so it, it I, business then. I yeah. can definitely speak to that as someone in my life that, that still, you know, he's no longer with us. It's had a big impact. Yeah. As far as family members, I, you know, I just know in my interactions in life, you know, my witness of interactions and my personal interactions, you know, either the person who kept silent seemed to have the better outcome or in my own life, I, I just found that my relationships were better, you know, if I was more silent and listened. Um, and I know they weren't when I did, you know, speak up more. There's a time to speak and not, but um, it's true. And it's funny, I actually got a few buddies who they don't say anything, but when they say something funny, it is funny. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's part of it, too. I agree. Yeah. I agree it's just great. And uh, I, th I thought about listening as well as far as being silent. What are y'all's thoughts on this? You know, there's times where we listen and we're silent. We don't offer our opinion right away to hear others, right? Because we got to see what's on their heart and then hopefully help them or give them whatever feedback we need to. But then also, whenever you have to be silent and listen to accept wisdom from somebody. So it's almost like there's time to be quiet to, for you to give and there's a time for you to be quiet so you can receive because I think sometimes we like even with God we might cha -cha 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 chatter about what we want in life and they gave us the gift of adoration in the church which is really saying alright I'm going to create something where you're not allowed to talk in a sense you do pray but you listen a lot of times and I thought that's kind of cool that the church gives you adoration and as a time to be silent and just listen you know and, and um, how many blessings come from that that gift we get yeah, that's a great example. And, you know, to me, you know, being married and having the marital interactions, you know, for my wife, whenever we have something that we need to work out, my wife wants to talk about it. Like if it's midnight or one in the morning, she wants to talk about it, get, talk about it. And sometimes I, you know, I'm like what you were saying, I want to receive the information. I might not be ready to respond yet. But for her, it's something that she wants to resolve the issue, get it over. Get it over. And mm -hmm. for me, Sometimes it takes time to process that stuff to get to a place to where I can respond appropriately. So that's uh, something interesting that happens, you know, where we're not exactly on the same page as far as that is concerned. But it's something that for me, I think it's better if I just wait and not respond emotionally mm -hmm. and uh, gather my thoughts, which is usually not how I communicate. I usually am a quick responder, mm -hmm. but for some of those things, it's, it's better that I just contemplate on what's the the best approach to respond one observation i made over the years going back to relationships with a spouse it's so true oh my gosh you have an argument or something that you disagree on or some heated thing whatever when those occur if you tend to fight fire with fire and throw your two cents mm -hmm. in it never ends well it ends oh, up i thought you were going to say that was the best way well <laughs> i don't know i mean it just it ends up being one of those things where it just i don't know it's it just it is what it is but then the times where you just kind of acknowledge the emotion from the other person, and you're like, yep, mm-hmm. And even if you just walk away or go do something different or just, or just don't bring it up, just, it's like literally in like 20 minutes, they forgot about the whole thing, and you're back to you hit the reset button on the whole situation, other than like dragging it out. And I have a hard time sometimes pinning that down. I don't know about y'all, but like catching myself, like, 
yeah, I see what you're saying. And usually it's not where you're arguing. It's just like you might want to offer a counterpoint that you know is going to go the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of acknowledge it and, you know, whether you think that person's right or wrong, you kind of just shake your head and, you know, mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, when, when is it, like, like, when are you supposed to speak? That's another point. Like, I think there's times where, like, you can say something and if it's on your heart and it's important to you, you got to speak your mind. But I think there's sometimes God calls us to, to speak, you know, absolutely, you know, to speak up maybe for those who can't speak for themselves. Well, I, th- I think there's a lot of, um, you know, insight in that in the Bible in which like, you know, and I've tried to practice my life when you know something, I probably struggle with that because I know more than I probably think or give myself credit for. But when you know something, you can help somebody, for instance, I do think it's super important to, you know, speak up and, and be able to give that insight. I don't know something you've experienced in your life that you can help someone with, or maybe professionally too, like, you know, something you can help somebody I think there's a whole lot being said of just part of our purpose of being a human being, you know, is to help our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, but to do that is, I think that's a really good point you make, Craig, giving, but also receiving. Um, Cause a lot of times someone could be telling us our issue and then we're like anticipating cause we either know them really well, whatever significant other, whatever somebody we're working with, a good friend, we know what they may say or what they are going to do. And we're like listening, but we're like, Oh, you know, like start talking before, uh, it gets out there. So I think that's a really good give and take on being able to be able to do both of those things. Yeah, it's pretty funny too, you know, with little kids, you know, there's really not a whole lot of filter in them holding their tongue. So I, maybe that's just my kids. Um, or maybe that's just a normal trend for, for all kids. You know, you, you, you know, what's on their heart and mind at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're not actually saying anything, you can read their mind by the expression of the, their body language, you know, any of those things that are going on. So I don't know. Um, was that something that you had with your kids? Were they pretty yeah, yeah. at a young age? I mean, I know all of us kind of go through a transition whenever we're able to communicate I know more it's, effectively. It goes back to what you said earlier in the cast about what, what is the right amount of sort of discipline or the right amount of, um, you know, when do you say what you say? Cause you know, your kids have opinions as they get older, they have an emotion, a feeling, and we're used to sort of like, don't, not, can't say what you want. I'm not listening to your opinion cause it's my opinion or no one's opinion. And you know, there's a point where they actually have feelings and emotions. And sometimes I think that they're reasonable. You know, there's a point where your kids can kind of start, you know, they got a valid argument on some things. And so, and it, and they feel a certain way because of something. And if I just blow it off, then I haven't acknowledged their thoughts or their feelings. And that's a hard thing to do as a parent sometimes because you're trying to like, you know, be the disciplinarian, you know, be the adult with the wisdom. But then on the flip side, your kid feels a certain way for whatever reason, whether it's right or wrong in your opinion, they have the emotion. And mm-hmm. so then it's hard sometimes to like, okay, I want to acknowledge how they feel and give whatever advice I can. Now you obviously look concerned about their, their health and their safety first and foremost. But if it's something kind of trivial, I don't know. It's tricky. Cause I had that a lot. And, um, I always think back to something I read. Maybe we talked about it in an earlier cast when your kids are growing up, like you worry about their safety. So they're very formidable in those early years. I don't know if it's like from zero to five, like that's when everything's formed or whatever. And so you're always like, don't do that. Nope. Don't, don't touch. Don't do. And then, you might go to the extreme and have so many rules. You're like, no, you don't, you can't, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't, can't do, no, do you can't. And so they get older and subconsciously they've been told, no, you can't. Even though you were doing it out of safety, they interpreted it as my, my dad, my mom said, I can't do that. And so they set limits into what they can accomplish or do. That's nah, maybe an extreme thing, but you know what I mean? It's like, 
they, they kind of put the brakes on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not as wild and free in their um, going out in life and just going for it and doing things. And I've seen some situations that made have a little more reservation and a little more fear and tackling the world. And, uh, yeah, and that's kind of extreme. But I think I read that one time and I was like, oh, it's interesting. So you want to let them kind of speak and hear and no, they can't talk. They got to respect authority. That's that's you don't want to not respect authority because then who knows what will happen when they get older. Um, but it's that's a fine line because I used to think some of the kids that were the worst when I was little. Like I had some friends whose kids were like straight up bad. <laughs> I'm talking like middle of mass, screaming, running down the aisle towards the altar. Okay, that's wide my kids right now. Open. <laughs> yeah, Those kids are so bad. And they go and they go chase them. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. You silly goose. I'm like. No, you spank them. You take them and you spank them. But now they're like some, there's some like very well-rounded, great kids now, and you know, mm. almost young adults. And I'm like, doesn't mean your kid's going to turn out to be a serial killer. It might be embarrassing for you, <laughs> you know, you know, but uh, it's just kind of fun, you know, so they're just trying to find that happy medium. So there's hope my kids aren't serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, letting loose the tongue too is all, you know, it, it was given to us for a reason to express words of encouragement, words of hope, singing, uh, you know, making funny noises. I mean, since we're talking about the tongue, you know, this is something that I hear around my house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My kids do all kind of crazy stuff. So. Yes. Uh, I think there's a time to hold it back and then a time to let it go. If anything, your tongue is, a, like you said, a chance to give a gift mm-hmm. of laughter, which Steve gives us lots of those, and encouragement and love. Because, we, you know, being silent is a sign of love, but also, you know, speaking words of affirmation can be a sign of love, too. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, giving someone, a, I think it was in Mass somewhere recently, I heard, you know, try to give someone one compliment a day, you know. And, and I think there's a lot of good to come from that and so far as using your tongue goes. But I do have one more question here before we... Uh, move over to pump the brakes. Hit Sound the gas. serious, CC. No, um, I was thinking of Craig though when he said this. You alluded to like I think earlier in this thing about emails, and I think that's something that like I don't know. I deal with it a lot professionally, and I think all of us now or a text message is another good one. Um, even though that's probably happens a good bit more often than an email. But what do you think about like when maybe your could be work or you know friend whatever dealing with something maybe on high intense situation how you go about sending an email like because you can like feel yourself put it all on the paper and then you know i normally take the tactic i'll read it again the next day and send or i'll send it a few hours later make sure that i'm still good with what i whatever i was responding do you have any thoughts about that because i think you had mentioned you know emails earlier you might spend too much time on it whatever um because that's the other thing once you put it in that situation it's in writing it's 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 in the writing yes i've had situations where i've literally drafted the email in a word document stared at it changed it mm-hmm. rewrote it and maybe i had to really get some information across and i wanted it to sound intelligent because if i just threw it out there it'd be like where'd, where'd this guy come from <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway and so i've done that um and like you said kind of look at it and when it's mm-hmm. right send it um now if it's kind of like hey can you come to the party saturday yeah i can come you know that's or, hey cc th- tells me tell me about some uh, cryptocurrency yeah, and, and sometimes like that, I'm like, hey, let's just schedule a get-together. Because <laughs> I don't know if I can type as good as I can talk. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, I've certainly done that, too, where I've had important things that were, um, you know, abrasive in nature, where I've written written letters, mm. had other people read them, and mm. then uh, sat, on them and, sat on them and read them the following day to make sure that I, that I felt the same way and still wanted to con- 
you know, continue to send that information along. So sometimes taking a break, if you're heated uh, about a specific situation, um, I think it's good to let it sit and read it the next day, sleep on it and come back later. All right, guys, this has been a fun topic. Uh, I've really enjoyed it and hope everybody listening has too. before we do uh, shut it down. We will move over to the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes and Johnny boy's going to take it this week. What you got, bub? Well, we're going to talk about hitting the brakes and the gas. So both of them. So, uh, my business partner, Dr. Michael branch, um, who I practiced with my entire career retired at the end of 2022. Whoa. So wow. this was, uh, you know, he and I met whenever I was in school, he was, um, practicing and I was going to join the practice that he was in. So before I got out of school, he had some really significant health concerns that um, it really wouldn't have been a good opportunity for him to hang around, wait for me to come and join him. And uh, he had an offer to go into a different practice. So he, um, that would have been the best thing for his family, for him to do. And he held out and said, Hey, um, I'm planning on going on with you. I have this opportunity, but if you want me to wait, I'll wait and not do it. That's cool. So he really went out of his way to um, help me get to where I am in Lake Charles um, and has just been a great mentor, um, great teacher, great provider. You know, he's um, practiced here in Lake Charles for 40 years. So I know um, me and my brother are going to fall short on providing care on, to a lot, a, lot of, the slack right a lot of his patients there. Uh, y'all so, got it. Whenever we take over, they're like, ah, well, Dr. French did this, Dr. French did that. So it's always interesting, but uh, just a wonderful guy. I was very blessed to been able to practice with him for the last 17 years. And he was the one that actually told me one of the times where I wrote a, a letter to another provider in the area. He said, you might want to read this tomorrow. Why don't you sleep tonight and come back and read this tomorrow? <laughs> so that's interesting how it falls into what we we're talking about today. So learned a lot of things from him. Um, just a wonderful guy. That's Glad awesome. To have known yeah, him. Congratulations for him yeah, too. Absolutely. Good luck in the future, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you have any thoughts or comments on the topic, we'd love to hear from you or like we did in this case, if you got any topics you'd like for us to speak about, that'd be great to hear from you as well. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey! Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah, if you feel Just sing with me